Hey everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com, and I have the huge pleasure of speaking with Modest Yahoo. How are you doing today, sir? Great. How are you doing? You are on your fifth studio album. I, we were just talking earlier. It's so It made me so happy listening to it. Oh, cool. Can you tell fans a little bit about the, the album? Yeah, the new record, it's, uh, it's called Akeda. It'll be out June 3rd and uh, recorded in L.A. and New York. Um, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a... Uh, you know, it's a, like my other music, you know, it's a cross-genre blend, different styles, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I believe yeah. Stu, who's behind you right That's now, right. he produced the album. Yes, yeah, Stu, I, I'm here with Stu Brooks, who produced the record, so maybe you'll get him to answer some questions. <laughs> and also Aaron Dugan, who plays guitar and also wrote on the record as well. What's that like having your actual live band like help produce the record this time around? Oh, it's great. It's like, uh, you know, we've been playing together, the dub trio and myself, for about four or five years. And uh, since the beginning, we've talked about, you know, making a record together. And we started working on a record together before the last record that came out. And, um, and now we pick back up. So it was definitely time to put out a record with this sound. And, um, and um, yeah, that's that. So and it's good. Stu just joined us. Can you kind of go through your process as well and help him produce the record as it yeah, works. It started, um, it started with Modest asking, like, right up front, um, would you like to come to L.A. and start writing the next record? We were in Poland, I think, Rope Claw. Okay. okay. Like, I remember, we just That's landed awesome. in Your Poland. memory's much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, I was really excited, too, you know. It was like, it was a, a, an event, you yeah. know. It wasn't just any day. Yeah. You know, you asked me to contribute to the record, so... Then I'm then like, for ten months on, yeah. I was on like yeah. that was the the switch that was on you know, Writing and, um, and so we got Dave Dave in, involved in, in in that and so Dave and I went to L A. We already had a few songs that we had written over the course of the years. four years that we've been playing with you already, yeah. and so and we had started something at my house one one day um, yeah. some tour tour tracks that we made and right. so we had like a little momentum to start with and we were super excited and we did like a month in in modest's uh guest house <laughs> and then we did some stuff in new york and um then the track started taking shape and it was like our sound so um then the production role came into play there and just very organic and yeah, Stu's done a bunch of production for a bunch of artists, like uh, m mainly hip-hop artists, like cool. 50 Cent and stuff. But I think this is the first record that you've ever fully produced on your own, for the most part. Yeah, it was a big uh, learning uh, process for me. Yeah. Like, There's something to be said, definitely, for working with people who you love, who you work with regularly, who you're making music with all the time, as opposed to going out and hiring a producer right. from the outside who will come in. And I've had experiences with that before, and uh, I I can I feel like this record is really, I can say that this record really comes from within. Like there were no compromises made. There was really no one else's opinion that I had to say like, okay, well, okay, we'll use that guy or we'll use this guy. Like it really all came from us, from within. So I, I feel like in some ways this record is like, you know, it it it's taken me about ten years to really get to the point where. I feel confident enough, and and in the, not just in myself, but in the people that I have around me. So, 
um, and a learning experience. And it, correct me if I'm wrong. This was you're on a brand new label. Yeah, yeah, right? we, yeah. We're on a we're on a new label for this record. It's Caroline Records, uh, and uh, yeah. Were you already creating the songs before you signed with the label, or did that change? Yeah. And the the course change any when you no, went with the? Not at all. Really, we we, we had the the record pretty much finished. That's by awesome. the time that we made the deal. Um, we weren't looking for a bunch of different opinions about how the record should sound this way or that way. We just went ahead and made our our record, and then um, we're looking for a partner to help us put it out. And another cool thing, since this is Marvel as well, like I loved how you went about creating the art for the, the album. Can you kind of go into that a little bit for the fans? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, um, you know, I know from the fans online and stuff that there's a lot of talent out there, a lot of artists that are fans. And rather than hiring an artist who is talented and sort of hoping that they listen to your record <laughs> and like it and right. get it, and my idea was to find fans that are deeply connected with the music, that already have an understanding of it, and uh, and 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 use their talent to create it. So, we did like a little competition or whatever, uh, based on a dream that I had. And um, the dream was like, uh, basically, I was being burned by fire, and then realized that I had this fire, this flame, like in the palm of my hand, and that actually it wasn't burning me. I could hold it, and the fire was made out of water. It's like it's kind of, you guys. It's like sounds like it could be a new Marvel, <laughs> right? The, the combining of the elements, like the right perfect balance of the different elements, and to the point where the elements can still shine on their own, but yet they balance each other out. And uh, and <clears throat> the realization in the dream was like that I have this fire and I'm still holding on to it. I still have the fire it hasn't gone out, but that the fire won't consume me. And this relates to like actually like biblical story of, of Moses and the burning bush, because uh, the burning bush they said like the bush was burning but it wasn't burning itself. It was burning but it wasn't consuming itself. Right. And and Moshe Moses was the only one who could see it because Moses means drawn from the water because as a baby you know he was put in the basket and thrown into the river because there was a decree to kill all the firstborns, sons of the Jewish people. So he was found by the Egyptian. Prince, prince's uh, daughter or whatever the king the pharaoh's daughter and raised as an Egyptian prince but he was so he's drawn from the water and so that's the reason they say Moses was able to see the, this burning bush was because he had that element of water in him so I put that out there online and I was like can someone come up with you know an image of this and we got like literally like probably a thousand that's crazy I mean like really talented amazing stuff and then one guy like who, I don't even, I guess he read the description, but he created this piece of this man, sort of like in the Kabbalah, in the Jewish mysticism, there's an idea called primordial man. It's like the first man that was made. It's like a representation of God, really, like in the image of God. So it was like this man standing in this cosmic kind of night, and he has a hole in his heart, and uh, he's holding, he's like holding it, you know, and there was just something about uh, about that image that really, like, I felt, even though he hadn't heard the record, right. <laughs> just like, oh, this is this is it. Like, he get, you know, just totally lined up. So, and we've had him do all the art for every piece that we've put out. Uh, so you just you went through these thousands of submissions, and you just saw that one. And you're like, I saw the one. one. I saw thousands, and I was 
this one's awesome because of this, this one's awesome because of that, this one's cool because of this. But then when I saw that one, I was like, oh, there's no question. I don't even need to look at the rest. I mean, I did, but I, that's the one. Like, somehow, this is the, this was destined to be the, and it's really the first album cover that I really feel, like, proud of. I really feel like it really lines up with the music, you know? The other album covers, you know, um, like youth, you know, it was all like, okay, a lot of pictures of myself on the front. Uh, uh, it's still going. It's still going? <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah, it's like, you know, picture, picture of myself, or in the last record cover I liked also, this Bark Seeker record. Is that your son? No, well, a lot of people thought that it was my uh, son or my daughter or me as a child. No, it was definitely this is like <laughs> a, a Bedouin child from that we just randomly saw in the desert. That's awesome. Where does art play a part for you in like the music musical process? Well, the visualization, you know, um, like of music, you know, because the two go to can go together. They don't have to, but they can. And um, when you, as a lyricist and writing lyrics. Uh, there's a lot of symbology in the lyrics that I write and so certain songs like for example we just recorded a video yesterday in Chicago that we'll be releasing probably when this comes out it's called Surrender and like in that song so there's a, a lot of imagery as I would listen to the song and close my eyes and meditate on it so there were certain images that would pop up and then once you start kind of like get out, once you jump on that train of visuals and images then it can be like a super creative, enjoyable process where you, you start seeing all the imagery that comes along with the music and then you get the opportunity to try to create a video or create a piece of art that sort of connects with it. It uh, gives it a whole another dimension. That's awesome. And I wanted to mention too, like I've seen you perform a couple of times, like you put on a, a fantastic show. Can you even, I, I hate asking this question, but I gotta ask, like how, where do you come up with the energy for such like a, a great like live performance? For the live performance, yeah. I, re I really rely on the music to inspire me mainly, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I you know we tour a lot, we do a lot of shows, and going into those shows, I'm I'm not necessarily a highly energetic person, but um, I just try to allow myself to like I'm not the type of person I don't like to come out on the show and just like okay now we're gonna just you know hit it full force. I like to kind of like ease into it. And allow the energy to come from an organic place so that the energy is never contrived. It's never like, okay, we're going to come out and be really energetic because I've decided that I'm going to do that. It's always, uh, it's always in reaction to the music. So once the music works its way in and starts getting me excited and starts moving me in different ways, and then, then when the energy comes, it's for real. And it's, it's not no bullshit. That's awesome. And I wanted to ask too, I know we talked about it earlier, but you're doing a TED Talk tonight, and a big thing for us is one of our editors who did it, she created a, a Muslim superhero, the first like, <laughs> the first big Muslim superhero, so they create, she did her own TED Talk a couple months ago, so just kind of asking like, what are you, what are you excited for about That's cool, TED I'm talk? curious about the Muslim superhero. We'll get you a couple copies of it. We gotta do a Jewish one too, and yeah. could like be brothers. Like, I think you there know. are, who's? Well there was, there, there was this, someone had this idea, I don't know if this was just a friend of mine, or if this was Ragman, <laughs> Ragman, he was like a survivor of the Holocaust, and he was dressed in rags. He was like all tattered in rags. 
Something like that, but I think this might have just been some random dude's idea. Well, now that we have you in the office, maybe we can make you the next superhero. Into a superhero. I'm, yeah. f- I'm far from that. <laughs> no. <laughs> are, your, are your kids in, in my comics? own mind? Maybe. <laughs> are your kids in the comics at all or anything? Uh yeah, they like the comics. They get it. They're into it a little bit. They're mm-hmm. def- certainly like I think now there's definitely been a transition from because now they see it in the in the movies. They see it on the. Um, previews and all that stuff they get excited about all that stuff so they're just at the age now where their mother's going to start letting them you know indulge give them some uh, spider-man dvds or something get them get them started young yeah um so what you, you have a tour coming up too are you yeah. in the midst of it yet or? 10 years yeah 10 years on tour oh, straight basically. i mean you've taken breaks though obviously <laughs> but i mean you have a new a tour for the new record yeah yeah we got a new uh a new tour coming up uh we're playing a bunch of uh Shows through the spring and the summer, and then uh, we have our, our official tour starts in in uh, probably end of August. I know I noticed you're doing a lot of um, festival dates too. Yes. Anything you're looking forward to more than others? Yeah, I love playing the festivals, and there's so many festivals out there now. So even there's a there's like the four or five big ones, but then there's like hundreds of festivals all around that. So you get to uh, get out there and be festive. I got asked too. Are you gonna do some more acting? I hope so. Did you see the possession? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Thanks. Sam Raimi, who dir- who pr- directed our Spider-Man films in the past, that's right. He produced. Yeah. It, he produced so, that yeah. like, that song, that uh, movie. Yeah, uh, that was a great experience. I really hope to do. Because I was sort of a superhero in that. I played a <laughs> Hasidic exorcist. That's a hit. Yeah. That's yeah, scary. I mean, it's the first. That was the first. The, f- <laughs> the first Hasidic. Exorcist. So you would do more. We're on record. I'm seeing some more movies. Again. I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. I hope to do some more acting. I, I did a lot of acting as a kid. Actually, me and Aaron went to school together, so he, you know, he knows me a little as an actor, right? Mm-hmm. Other people are like yeah, acting. You probably like. Oh, yeah. That's how we met. That's how we met. His girlfriend, his girlfriend, and me were in the same acting class. So. We'll pick up the album, June third. Third. It's glorious. I was listening to it all day today, and like I said, it made me I was just happy for once. Good. I'm some glad. miserable person, and I was just happy for That's once. what people say. It makes yeah. music, it's so funny. It was just, there was this one Hasidic rabbi, and uh, he was known for, for people would come see him, and they would feel all, automatically they would feel better when they left. They would feel like the weight was lifted, and they would feel like so much happier. And this guy committed suicide. Oh my god! Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. He was like, how people can, how, I don't know what the point is. <laughs> I was like, well, it's a great record. <laughs> um, thanks so much for joining us. This was a huge pleasure. Um, Madish Yahoo. Thank you. Thank you. This is Marvel, your universe.